So far, Halsell has dealt with racial identity development, the social construction of race, and our own emotions surrounding stories of race and racism. And this is all fine and good, but nothing up to this point has been particularly Christian or theological or even religious in a broad sense. And this week, the book is going to make a little bit of a pivot, and Halsell is going to try to explain what a Christian theological lens might bring to our conversations about race and racism. And Halsell does this by talking about two primary themes, recognition and gratitude. Recognition means feeling like our identity and concerns are taken seriously. The struggle for recognition is about getting people in positions of power and authority to acknowledge and rectify grievances that we have. When we acknowledge the stories of others, we give people recognition. We recognize them. And the upshot of that is that it helps make our sense of place in the world feel coherent. So imagine, for example, if someone told you about an experience of racism or discrimination that they experienced. And you responded by telling them that they were making this up. Well, not only would they feel like you weren't taking them seriously, but it would also suggest that their experience doesn't really matter and their identity is somehow wrong. Now, recognition sounds like a big concept. It would be very complicated, but we do it in all kinds of ways. In church, we use inclusive language as much as we can. We try to be broad in our representation. We try to give people a diverse array of voices to listen to and learn from, at least the best we can. And the reason that we do that is to help people feel like their voices, their stories, and their experiences are reflected and taken seriously by other people. The second theme that Hellcell dives into here is gratitude. And at the outset, we should clarify that the idea of gratitude is not that we expect other people to be grateful to us. There's a funny story Hellcell relates here where she's invited to participate at a forum on race and theology. And so she goes to the conference and no one asks her to speak. And her initial reaction is that she's been wronged in some way, and she leaves the conference angry. But after the fact, she realizes that what she wanted was for other people to be grateful to her for showing up and tell her that she was doing a good job. In hindsight, she realizes that what she should have done was be grateful to be in a place where she can learn from other people's experiences. Instead of expecting people to be grateful to her because she was being a good white person by attending this anti-racism training, she should have been more grateful for other people for sharing their experiences and stories. So at the beginning here, we can say that gratitude isn't about expecting other people to be grateful to us. It's the other way. It's that we show gratitude to other people who've been putting in emotional labor to share about their own experiences. If you think back to the last chapter, there was the story of Jarvis Johnson, who's the state legislator who's pulled over for speeding and he has a gun pulled on him by a police officer. And if you remember, that story was a lot of work for him to tell. It was really emotionally exhausting to relive it again. So gratitude doesn't say, aren't I a good person for listening to your story? 
Gratitude says, I'm grateful to you for sharing your experiences. As Halsell suggests, recognition and gratitude are related ideas. If we begin our work in conversations about racism, we should do it by having gratitude for other people's work and sharing their experiences. And we give them a sense of recognition when we do that. And gratitude serves as a foundation for why working to end racism is important theologically. We don't have these conversations or do this work because we want to make people feel bad or feel sinful. And we don't do it because we want to appear a certain way or just do the bare minimum. As Halsell notes, just pointing out a problem isn't enough to motivate us to solve it. Instead, we believe that we are participating in God's ongoing work. To use Halsell's phrase, we are made for this meaning that working for justice and equity in a fairer world isn't some extra thing on the side of our faith. It's actually at the heart of our vocation and calling. One other theme that Helsell deals with at the end of the book is the myth of meritocracy. And meritocracy refers to the idea that people who work hard and are talented get ahead in life. And this is, of course, not true. There are lots of people who work hard but just get a bad break at some point. But there are also lots of people who work hard but get excluded because of discrimination. Hossell spends some time here talking about the history of housing loans after World War II and how certain areas were kept white and how that created differences in opportunities that people had access to. So what this focus on gratitude is not supposed to do is wipe away the history and knowledge that we have of the past. We can't just say, I'm grateful for your experiences, and then say that past historical grievances are in the past and they don't matter. Gratitude certainly doesn't mean that everything that's happened in the past is good or has a silver lining to it. What gratitude means is simply that we trust God is still walking alongside us and making the world a more just, equitable place that reflects the kingdom of God. So three questions to think about in closing. Number one, what do you think about Halsell's decision to frame these conversations about race in terms of gratitude? What do you like about that approach, and what do you think the problems with that approach could be? Number two, Halsell talks about housing discrimination as one way that the meritocratic idea, the myth that we have, really isn't true. So in our own area, in your own neighborhood, where do, you, where do you see efforts to promote integration? And how do you think the church could play a role in that effort? And finally, what story or experience has someone shared with you recently that made you feel grateful to them? Next week is our last week, and we'll be talking about spiritual practices.